Hey everyone, I'm Mary Kay and welcome to Women Changing the Game. Join me as I sit down with ambitious, powerful women who are coming off the bench in the sports industry and are changing the game as we know it. Get ready for women in coaching, photography, events, sales, entrepreneurship, and so much more, all in the industry of sports. If you're here to get some amazing advice, stories, and laughs, then stick around. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Women Changing the Game. I am so excited to bring you our next guest. She is an NCAA Division I women's basketball referee. She's officiated in, in both the Big Ten Final SEC Conference playoffs, and she is also a recent investor for the Cape Town Tigers, a South African basketball club, making her one of the only African-American women worldwide to invest in a team from the Basketball Africa League. And if that's not enough, in addition to her basketball background, she's an entrepreneur, community leader, and founder of Referee Ready Academy. Welcome, Natasha Kami. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on, Mary Kate. Excited. Thank you for coming on. Um, what amazing accomplishments you have in your career so far, and I'm sure you're just going to do even more than that. So it's awesome. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. So there's a lot to get into here with your um, amazing resume. So let's start with officiating in the NCAA. Um, how long have you been doing this so far? Uh, this is uh, my 13th season. Um, I started pretty much right out of college. So um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But once I got hooked on it, it's been going ever since. Yeah, I was going to say, how did you, I mean, 13 years, that's awesome. Um, and that yeah. just volumes to like, just you as a person, you know, following your dreams and that you must love it if you've been doing it for 13 years. So how did you decide to start doing this? What was your why? Yeah, so my why actually uh, was my grandma, right? So my grandma was refereeing when I was in college um, and like a typical granddaughter, I asked for money every week. Uh, to probably go out and, you know, be a young adult. And uh, she got tired of asking me for money. So she said, you know, I'm doing this thing. I'm refereeing games on the weekend. You should do it. And I said, ah, God, I'm a player. No one likes the referees. Okay. Uh, and she just insisted I at least give it a try. And so there were some local, like little girls basketball games, little boy basketball games that I would do on Sundays and then Saturday mornings. And I ended up running into a person who was doing it collegiately. She was like, listen, you're not that bad and you're barely trying. You should really try to do it. College. And I was like, no, no way. You know, I'm like, do people even make money doing this? You know? And she's like, yeah, like people are able to do it for a living. And I, I just never even thought of it being an official, right? Like yeah. as a player, it's not something that even comes to your mind, at least at that point. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I ended up going to one of the tryout camps and meeting so many people that were like myself, ex-players, trying to figure out what we were going to do next. And, you know, by the time I got on the floor on like a real game, Mary Kate, I mean, truly in a phenomenal experience. And I've been really hooked ever since. So uh, my why started out as my grandma, for sure. That's awesome. I was not expecting you to say that your grandma was the reason. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think as a player, you never really think about that unless you're like 
I don't know, really like a rule follower or something. Sure. Yeah. Sure. My <laughs> yeah, interactions wow. with the refs were arguing, you know, so it's not right. Weird. And then you get into it and that's awesome that you're like, wow, actually, like, I love this. This is cool. Like I haven't seen that's the side of it where people really enjoy doing this. And did you know that you wanted to do women's basketball specifically, or is it just kind of the path that worked out? Did you ever like down the road be like, oh, I want to switch sports or what was that like the reason for that? Yeah, sure. So, you know, with officiating, it's, it's interesting because you get into it and then you start realizing that there's all these different things you can officiate, right? So I was like, oh, I could do lacrosse and oh, I played volleyball for a little bit. I could do volleyball and, you know, do I want to do men? Do I want to do women's, you know, which is the best way to go? I mean, there's just so many avenues. Once you're in it, it's just like you start to realize that there's this own little community happening right mm -hmm. um and so you know first I thought you know oh I would love to referee overseas you know I love traveling always since the beginning of time and um I wanted to do that and then you know I was like maybe I want to go in the NBA at that time there was only one woman who was the referee at the time so uh Violet Parma was the only active referee when I started um, and so that seemed like kind of a long shot, but also obviously, you know, reach for the stars. I was in my early twenties. Why not? You know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, as I started going down my path, you know, I realized that the FIBA was something that you would do, uh, more specifically around like Olympic years, right? So maybe not necessarily a career drive, but something I could get into. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I did go through the process of trying to get into what was the D league at the time showing myself now uh mm -hmm. and then um maybe hopefully obviously getting to the WNBA and maybe the NBA and I realized after going through the process two times went pretty far the second time and just realized that you know it wasn't going to work out for me because at the same time college basketball my career was doing really well and so the commitment that's needed to kind of give to both is hard because there's two different rules right yeah. there's men there's women they're at the same time and then, you know, if you're able to get into the WNBA, which is, I think, just the best basketball in the world, you know, you give up your summers, right? And so, you know, I have so much time that I dedicate in the winter and in the fall to, the, to this game, you know, actively, you know, having my summers is something that I didn't know I was going to really need. Yeah. And so, you know, that summer that I didn't make it and I was thinking about if I should try to throw my hat in there again and hopefully, you know, try one more summer. I went to Europe that summer. And I had the best time in my life with four of my best friends. And we really just had the best time. And mm -hmm. I thought to myself, I was like, man, I couldn't, I couldn't have done this if I was still, in the, if I was still trying out, you yeah. know, like there's so many other things that I have interest in and that I want to see flourish. And I don't know if I'll be able to do that if I'm pro, you know, That's and I love the women's game. I love the women's game. It's, it's true. It's me, right? Like I am the women's game, right? And so, uh, you know, college women's basketball is just for me, and I and I love seeing our game grow. I mean, you know, I know you've seen it. This is your this is your niche. This is what you're passionate about, and where we are, you know, how could you not be excited about where women's basketball is going? So yeah, what a place to be right now. I mean, yeah. it's an awesome spot, and like, you know, what a great career you've had. Thirteen years of working in women's sports is just amazing. And wait, I want to go back to Europe though. How long were you yeah. in Europe? That's awesome. I was there for two weeks. I was there for oh two gosh, weeks. We so went everywhere, man. Kate. We went everywhere. So <laughs> we started so in Amsterdam. Um, we, we took the train everywhere. So we started in Amsterdam. We went to Brussels. Uh, we went to Geneva. We went to Paris, went to Nice, we went to Milan, Florence. And it was like, 
literally the best time. Like okay. I probably could never career. do that. This yes, is the career yes. to have because you can go to Europe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, right. I mean, I have a family now, so those days are gone, but I'm glad I did it when I did. You got your experience. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, so yeah. Some of the listeners may want to be in this career that you're in now. Um, so what's yeah. your advice for someone wanting to land this position and be, you know, the next Natasha of officiating and how do they start? Where do they begin with this? Absolutely. So I would always encourage them to be their best selves. They don't have to be the best mate. They can be their best selves. And that will always be more than enough. Um, and then, you know, I would say start with referee ready. I mean, I started referee ready to prepare officials to be ready for the game and then obviously have a good starting point. Right. Um, I created it so that it could build a community for people like you and I um, and other people who are looking to start officiating and to give them clear direction so that they know what to expect mentally and obviously physically. And then, you know, just see some plays from an officiating standpoint, right? Like you and I watch basketball games. You probably watch it as a fan and I watch it as a referee. Right? Yes. So <laughs> it's, it's two different lenses, but it's the same game, you know? And yeah. uh, my daughter always jokes like, who are, we, who are we rooting for? And I go, who do you think we're rooting for? She goes, the referees. I'm like, there we go. I love that. <laughs> so, You're teaching her. Yes, I'm teaching her early. We're rooting for the referees. Always, yeah. you know, because uh, we just want to make sure that our colleagues and our friends do well. So it's just, yeah. you know, if you're looking for a place to start and you want to be your best self, I'm hoping, you know, my goal with Referee Ready is to create as many officials as we can who are ready mentally and physically um, and that they can put themselves out there so that they can mentor other people. So when you give, you give back, right? And so much has been given to me. I've been poured into me. It's now my turn to make sure that I encourage the generation behind me to do the same thing. Awesome. Yeah. So Referee uh, Ready Academy is just such a great thing that you started. Um, it's yeah. gonna have so many people wanting to get into this field. So what's yeah. been your favorite part of creating this? And like, how long has it been now that you've started this? Yeah. So I've been mentoring people, you know, one-on-one, smaller groups, probably the last five or six years, just, you know, naturally, right. People are drawn to you and um, they see a level of success and they want to emulate, obviously, you know, then I'm always been a giver, you know, when I, uh, when I would do those, uh, what should you be when you grow up tests in school, they always would say social work. And I'm like, no, so that's just my natural thing is to try to give. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's just, it's one of those things where I want to make sure that everyone who comes to our program can give to someone else. And so like when I see someone to try to give to them, I want to make sure that they have all the tools that they need to get to what they need to get to. Right. And so with referee ready, it's like being able to see the people that I've helped before I started. And then the people that I helped since last spring, it's like night, 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 Mary Kate, like the way that they can critically process a rule and the situation and how to handle that situation, right? Like we do calls monthly, weekly, you know, there's plays that we go over every day that I put on our site and just to see the way that they process, like what they should do in these situations from when we started. Yeah. I mean, this is only seven months, right? I mean, that in itself, I'm like, man, I'm making an impact, right? Mm -hmm. And recently, you know, a young lady who's in our group, she just started officiating, she's from Virginia. Um, she's actually still in school. And she said to me, she said, Natasha, 
I had a disqualifying foul in my game. And not only did I know that it was a disqualifying foul right away, but I knew what to do by rule and I knew how to communicate that to my partners. And she was like, if we didn't have that call and if you weren't helping me, I would have not known what to do in that situation. And I really want to say thank you. And that like mid season for me, I was like, wow, like I'm glad I'm spreading myself in. I'm glad I'm trying to pour into these guys because it's her first year, right? Yeah. So without having that direct community with us and working on plays and talking about it and what you should do and what are the things that you should look for as your metrics, like she would have been lost, right? Like she's getting the game experience, but she doesn't know how to critically think about it. And so with referee ready being able to provide that for her, she was able to be successful. So, I mean, I just, that's always going to push me just knowing that there's results, like just 1% better each time. Yeah, well, I just have to say congratulations on, you know, starting you. this because um, and thank you on behalf of, you know, all the girls who want to do this. And it's mm -hmm. nice to have a mentor to look up to and help yeah. them get through it and help them through the challenges. Um, and speaking of challenges, uh, have you had any challenges with starting yeah. this? You know, obviously, there's so many positives to this. And you've just yeah. talked about how great it's been. But also, mm -hmm. what are the sides of it that's been difficult of starting this academy? And what yeah. are you trying to work through as, um, as this starts? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you're trying to start something new, or even a business, and you, you know this, right? There's always trials and tribulations that you don't foresee, right? Mm -hmm. And so what we're trying to do is a little bit different, right? We're not just trying to have camps and events where people can come and work games and we give them feedback. We're trying to do like a 365 holistic approach, right? So, you know, I have people who've come in who are doctors, who are therapists, who are recovery agents, you know, people who can really break down what's necessary for us to think about not just mentally, but physically, you know, like sometimes I'm in the training room and I get my ankles taped and players are like, refs get their ankles taped? And I'm like, yes, I am an athlete, you know, like I'm running with you. So, yeah. you know, trying to build something that puts the referee as a human first and not just this tool that's calling X's and O's is something that hasn't been done at this scale. Um, everyone tries to help each other out in locker rooms and we tell each other like, oh, you know, get the hyperbolt or, oh, get the recovery boots or, you know, like we're always trying to find that edge, right? Yeah. Uh, but to be able to build it so that it's all under one roof is difficult because there's nothing to emulate. Right. It's like I'm not trying to build the next Facebook because Facebook's already done. So I can just copy, paste, change some things. Right. Like I'm creating the blueprint as I go. And so there's going to be trips and trials where I kind of mess up or maybe I should have communicated this better. Or maybe, you know, this person wasn't the right fit for our group or, you know, is am I being uh, open for men and women to feel open and share tough situations in the game? You know, my fostering an open environment. Right. Like these are very tricky things because there's human elements to that and it's not just a block or a charge it's not just out of bounds or not right we're talking about all of you as a person and so that's always very hard when you have different backgrounds yeah different age groups yeah. from different parts of the world right you know that that in itself is crazy right but you and I Mary Kate we could work on a game together and we're from different backgrounds and we live in different areas and we're different ages right like that's what officiating is every night I work with different people which is part of the best part but also part of the part that makes it hard so yeah. those are just some of the things that we are always trying to make sure that we get right 
Definitely. And going back yeah. to when you said you got your um, ankles taped and like people were yeah. shocked by that. I think it's so funny because when I watch sports and I watch the rest, I yep. swear I think about that. I'm like, oh my God, like they are athletes too. Like you just said, Come like, on. I'm like, no, I have thought about that before. I'm like, wow, they must have to be in like really good shape, especially yep. basketball. You're running back and forth. And I'm like, when did watching you guys <laughs> more than the players? <laughs> Listen, very funny story. Very store but my wife when I met her was like you guys don't run like why are you so hard on yourself about working out like girl what so she came to one of my games and finally started watching the referees now she's looking at it from a different view she's same as you she's like oh my god I'm so sorry like I did not realize <laughs> how much running you do she's like they're getting stopped out and I'm like and I'm still in the game like, yeah you know, so. that's what I'm saying even more than yeah. the years like yes yeah yes, yes, the whole totally. time you're the whole out. time yes. night in and night out Mary Kate it's like come on baby crazy <laughs> well it must be in good shape then um yeah. and yeah. we're not 18 to 24 either just to give you a little <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's like the bounce back is not quite the same you know so what yeah, can you do yeah no the other thing though that I realized as a fan of sports um yeah. is that obviously refs don't always get the best reps so let's talk about yep. that right like yeah sure key to maintaining confidence yeah, um, yeah. in a space where there's extreme pressure to always get mm -hmm. it right and even when you do get it right someone is gonna be there thinking you know this is wrong. So how yes. do you maintain that confidence? How do you stand on, you know, what you know? And yeah, you of course. Absolutely. I mean, that's a great question, right? Um, a mantra that every referee and every segment, whether it's volleyball, football, basketball, whatever, we always say put the game first, right? Mm -hmm. And so putting the game first means that you have to make these tough calls, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to do what's right for the game. Right. So, you know, we are bound by the rules and the manual of what we're designed to do for the game. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't get to make the rules. Sometimes I wish I did, but I don't get to make <laughs> the rules. I get to enforce them as they are written. Right. And I get to understand the complexity of the game and being able to put those rules in when they're needed. Right. And so that comes with good and bad. Right. Because there's always someone on offense and there's always on someone on defense. And we always say at the end of the game, someone's got to win. Right. Yeah. And so even if we are all good in the fourth quarter, there's going to be a winner. Right. And so there comes a level of scrutiny and intensity because there's there's things on the line. Right. Like someone's coaching job might be on the line. Someone's playing career might be on the line. Someone gets to continue into the NCAA tournament or keep going in the SEC tournament or the Big Ten or the ACC, whatever they're in. Right. And so there's going to be a level of intensity because we're all competitive, right? And when you put the game first and you do the work to make sure that you're prepared, for me, speaking for me only, that's how I know that I'm doing the right things, right? Even if it's a tough call, I'm like, this is a foul or this is a violation or by rule, we have to go and look at this and now deal with the consequences of what we view, right? And that just comes into the preparation, right? The mental preparation, you know, doing my rule knowledge, making sure I'm in shape, making sure that I take care of myself health-wise, right? Try to stay as not ailment as possible. Um, and then just make sure I have a clear mind. You know, like when I go into the gym, anything that's going on at home, that's got to wait, mm -hmm. right? My phone immediately gets on do not disturb because I'm serving the game right now. I'm serving my partners and I'm serving these teams. And so whatever I can do to put myself in the best state to do that I do and I have to make sure that I'm prepared in order to do that so when those moments come I know it's coming because like I said someone's got to win but my job is to make sure that we take care of the game in all ways and that's what we try to do
Yeah, definitely. Well, it seems like you have a lot of confidence and like, you know, you just know what you're talking about. And obviously yeah. that comes with all the experience you have. So mm -hmm. yeah, so I want to talk about um, being an investor in the Cape Town Tigers. Yeah, um, congratulations sure. on that. Thank you. Thank you. An amazing accomplishment, a South African basketball club. Tell us about this club um, and why did you decide to become an investor um, with them? Yeah, for sure. So the Cape Town Tigers, um, the four people who started it, two of them are women, some of them are black women, and all four of them are from the States, which already is very different because they're in South Africa. The team is in South Africa. So I very much saw myself in them, right, as Americans, you know, trying to branch out into a different market. And it's a new league, right? And as, a, as an official, obviously, I love basketball and I love sports. You know, we're always trying to think of like, what are we going to do when this job just ends? And, you know, I always wanted to see women's basketball grow. It's doing that. Right. And I'm just trying to find ways to stay close to it. So I was able to go to ball finals this past spring and really see how they put on the show. Right. The, the teams are engaged, how the country of, of uh, Rwanda is engaged and then how each team has their own specialties and and nuances because they all are different countries. And it was just an amazing experience. And so I got an opportunity to meet Raphael, who's one of the owners of the team, and just express my desire to get involved with ball, really, truly just elite, you know, and that if there was something available, I would love the opportunity to get involved. And he was able to open the door to me and my business partner, Tim. And I, I mean, we jumped right on it, right? I mean, who doesn't love South Africa as a country if you've been able to go, obviously? But I mean, just on to know that there. Put it on there, girl. You got to go. You got to go. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. And it's just, it's an amazing place, but it's ran by people who are similar to me and knowing that they're women at the helm as well. I'm like, I mean, come on, how could I, how could I not want to be involved? And so when the opportunity presented itself, you know, we jumped right on it. That's amazing. So how many times have you been over there now? Like how often do you? So I've been to Africa three or four times. I've been to Morocco. I've been to Rwanda, I've been to Ghana. Um, we did two cities in Morocco. You know, we were in Casablanca and uh, Marrakesh. Uh, my wife has been to Kenya. She's been to Egypt. Uh, you yeah. know, so we've been there quite a few times. And then we're hoping to get, we're going to definitely go back for ball finals this year. Uh, in Rwanda, that's like late May. And then uh, South Africa, our Cape Town Tigers will be doing an event in um, August. So we're going to try to go and help them out there. So uh, try to teach some referees, some young referees, which would be awesome. That's amazing. So what are you yeah. most excited about, like being an investor with them? I know yeah. you talked about how um, great it's been, but what is like yes. something that you're looking forward to? Um, I mean, we want to win the championship. I'm putting this on record, okay? We want to win the ball <laughs> championship. You heard um, it here. You heard it here first, okay? Uh, we made it to the finals last year, which is awesome, but we definitely, we're trying to win this championship for sure. Uh, but, you know, we want to continue to branch out with uh, basketball in, in South Africa. Believe it or not, it's like the second or third sport. So, you know, football, soccer here, but football is huge in, in Africa and obviously in Europe. Cricket is also another really big sport there. And then basketball. Yeah. yeah. So we're trying to push basketball, at least in the running, you know, and continue to grow the awareness in sports there. You know, we're looking to build an arena there. Cool. that we can have events and have concerts and do all types of like 365 deals. 
so that we can obviously keep the Cape Town Tigers in people's mind, not just during the ball season, but all the year round. And then we do friendly games, you know, all over the world. So last couple of years, we did one in China. We did one in Paris. You know, this year we'll be doing one in Bahamas. So I'm just excited at just the brand recognition that we have available to us. And then obviously, because I'm a little biased, a women's team, you know, that's that's the five-year goal personally for me is to try to find a way for us to build a women's team because Ball is looking to do like a, a WNBA version for them in Africa. Uh, and I would want, you know, the Cape Town Tigers to have one of the first teams for the women's side when that becomes available. So those are all very, very exciting things and a yeah. lot of upswing. I can't wait to see like it grow and I'm going to continue to follow them. And yeah, please, so please do. Great. Please do. Yeah. Amazing goals you have for that. Um, so wait, so have you been to China or any of the places? No, I have not. I have not, you know, it's like, I get such a condensed amount of time to travel because of my job. So it's like, if it doesn't fit in that five or six months, it's like, yeah, I can only do but so much, Mary Kate. You know, like, I know. I'm asking about all these countries. I'm like, wait, okay, she's been to Europe, Africa. Yes, yes, I yes. need to know. Yes, <laughs> I've been. Yeah, I mean, I, China is definitely on the list. Of, like, it's such a far flight. You got to be there for two weeks. You oh, know, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. I mean, two weeks it, for my schedule is just impossible. So, like, if I really give two weeks, it's like, where are we going? Yep. Right? Like, it's got to be somewhere legit. You know, so. Uh, you know, hopefully the next time we go, if we do go again, we'll be able to join the team. But I know we're going to do a Caribbean tour this year, which is a little bit closer to us. Uh, and that'll be good because I can obviously get to the Bahamas really quickly in Aruba. So, yeah. Nice. Oh, my gosh. I love hearing about your travels. That's why I came back. <laughs> you said in the beginning that you like traveling. I love traveling. <laughs> I love traveling. It's, it's, it's the best way to see other cultures. And yep. really get to appreciate, you know, being an American, right? And then obviously appreciate other other ethnics and other experiences and really expand your mind, you know. And I think for me, it's really humbled me and the opportunities that we have here. And then obviously made me earnest to try to make sure I make a mark where I can. So, Definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So we're currently in February being Black History yes. Month and approaching yes. March as Women's History Month. So tell right. us a little bit about what those months mean to you. For sure. So, you know, Black History Month for me as a Black person is every month. So, you know, I just, my history is every day, right? But to know that everyone gets to focus on it in February and we get to hear untold stories um, and that some of the players get to have some sort of celebration and awareness um, for the teams that that resonates with, uh, I think is always great, right? And anybody wants to feel celebrated, you know, as a woman, we want to feel recognized and celebrated, you know, as African-American, I want to feel celebrate it and aware, you know, and so when we get to have those moments on the court with players and, and even coaches, you know, they thank us for being there and being uh, role models for their young women that are on the court. It's an amazing experience. And, you know, just to know that we're always trying to push the, the move forward for all of us. Um, and with women, you know, this is like, I mean, as a woman, you know, I, I'm still, I still consider myself a young woman, but I have lived a little bit now to know that it has, hasn't always been this way for us. And to know the people who push for me to have opportunities that I have, to see them see the fruition of their hard work right now, it's just tremendous, right? And so when March coming, it just feels like a big celebration of that, of the year's progress that we've had about what to look forward to and then what's still to be done, right? Like what still can we do to help encourage each other, to network, to build these um, these resources like you and I being able to connect and, and build our own little rapport and help somebody else get to where they need to. Um, you know, all about that community aspect for both ends. It's just an amazing experience. And it's one of my favorite times of the year. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, you're such an amazing role model. Like I can tell just everything you're doing, you just are doing so much for girls, um, you know, in the sports industry and just women in general. So really appreciate that about you. Um, so glad we got to connect. Thank Absolutely. you for sharing all of your stories um, and sharing your advice on, you know, coming into this world. Yeah. So where can we um, keep up with Referee Academy specifically? Yes. Um, and how can we get into that if anyone wants to absolutely absolutely so you can find us on refereeready.com we're online we're on instagram we're on facebook i'm a little older now i can't quite get into the tiktok now so it's a little, <laughs> a little overwhelming you gotta get um, on you gotta get on. i know i know i'm doing the best <laughs> i can it's just it's very overloading <laughs> and then uh we're on patreon so all of our videos and stuff like that are on patreon so you can find us on there um, you know, we're constantly trying to make sure that we do some brand recognition too. So we have three events this upcoming spring. Where we'll be doing training camps. So like I said, we won't just be focusing on working basketball games, but we'll have food and drink for everyone each day. They'll be able to work really high level basketball. So high level girls basketball. Um, each tournament provides an opportunity to interact with different coaches and, and different, um, I'll have different clinicians that'll be there to give back feedback. And so all of those people will either be, you know, NCAA tournament official or final four official, you know, 30, 40 years. So the, the breadth of knowledge that they'll have. And then when you see officials go to the monitor to review a play, it's called DV sport. It's a system that we use. We'll have DV sport there as well to have officials really practice on what they're looking at when they go over there, because a lot of times, Mary-Kate, if you have an issue in the game, you go to review. If you've never done it before, that's the first time you've done it, right? And so we want to make sure that we prepare officials to be able to go to the monitor, know what they're looking for, how to talk to the DV set, and say, okay, this is what I have. This is what I can do by rule. And I don't have to feel like this is the first time I'm doing it. When all the lights, all the camera are on, the timer's out, right? Like, we're going to do that together. Nice. at every event that we have this spring to make sure that we prepare officials for the upcoming season and for the tryout camps, right? Because officials are still going to try out for various leagues. And now when they go to camp, they'll be ready to go. They will already have seen plays. They've got their rule knowledge sharp. They know how to run on the floor, what to look for, you know, really making sure that they put their best foot forward so that when they try out, they're trying out in a way that they're prepared, not just walking into there hoping for the best. Yeah. So um, if they're looking for any of that information, like I said, they can find that on refereeready.com. And obviously you can email us at info at refereeready.com. Wow. If I was going to become a referee, I would be joining this right away. <laughs> like I would be signing up as quick as I can, like typing. Good, my good. Are so good. Don't ever put us out, Mary-Kate. You're always welcome. You're always welcome. I'm thinking about it. I mean, you really convinced me here. Yeah, good. Then um, my sales pitch is working. Excellent. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, thank you so much. Um, yeah. Sure. And congratulations again. You're doing thank amazing you. things and just so much. excited to keep watching you grow and do all the things so thank you again for coming yeah. on natasha and thanks again for listening to women changing the game yes awesome